beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Lightbringer Radio, or whatever I end up calling this thing. I'm recording, I'm trying to be really diligent right now, um, because, you know, morale is so low, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to be diligent to record whenever I feel inspired to do so, so I'm not waiting, and so the moment doesn't pass me. And so, um, I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. What that also means is that I have to try and record while people are trying to mow and leaf blow the lawn next to us and I want to murder. I could be brought to murder. (laughs) I just don't understand why it just Ooh, gets me. Anyways, so I have the mic gated, so hopefully you don't hear stuff. But you know what? Sometimes you might, and that's just how it's gonna be. And I'm gonna try not to, like, turn into the Hulk about it, because... Boy, howdy, do we live in the suburbs now. And every Sunday, it I just think I'm gonna start having, like, headphone Sundays where I just put on headphones for the entire day and just live my life. So, Leslie and I are coming at you from my altar. Um, he is us being a sun boy, laying in a sunspot and uh, looking mighty cute, the wonderful puppy that he is. Um, and yeah, I'm sitting at my altar ready to chat with you about connection, I guess, reconnection. So um, as I kind of hinted, I think, at a previous episode, I have been struggling with connection to anything connection to deities, connection to my witchcraft path, connection to other humans around me, to ambition, to anything. I'm literally like not on this planet anymore. I feel like I'm so not connected to even myself. Um, It's been a real struggle and kind of all of the tools that I had before are just no longer working. So I'm kind of like grasping at straws. to reconnect because I just, it just, I feel so isolated and so ungrounded and so hopeless and kind of all of those things compile on each other and make it worse. But you know, it's not been great. Um, and so with that specifically with my witchcraft practice, uh, has, it's been really difficult to connect with any of my deities because they've been pretty silent. Um, and I don't necessarily take this silence as a punishment, but it's, it, it, you know, it feels like I'm reaching my hand out, trying not to drown. And I feel like that meme where (laughs) the person's drowning and then the other person who's like out of the water gives them a high five and then they continue to drown. That's what it feels like. (laughs) So, um, I think with any spirituality, it doesn't have to be witchcraft. I think with any kind of spirituality or religion in general, the main kind of purpose for it and the main thing that you're aiming for, I think, is connection. That's my theory behind it, at least. It's, you know, I think some people would argue that it's, you know, uh, the the purpose for religion or for spirituality is to answer questions um, or to give... uh, comfort to those who fear death or you know there's a lot of other things that it could be but I think for me uh 
religion and spirituality in general is our way to connect to divinity um which in itself to me is connection <laughs> you are the most divine when you are the most connected to whatever source is spirit spirit is so i feel like that's what it is used for and so i'm trying to like use this podcast as kind of this like project ground for myself or you know giving myself reasons to <clears throat> jump in and do the work because i have someone listening because i have kind of this like conversational proof to myself that i want to i want to try these things um but also that you know this i don't know this can be an involved conversation but that's something that i ran into uh recently uh was the use of devotion as a way to reconnect. Okay, so I want to read you this quote that I actually found on the internets. <clears throat> it's by, I think it's a poet, Bo Taplin, whose writing I'm like in love with right now because all of it's about like heartbreak and grief and stuff. Um, I get their quotes all the time on my Pinterest. Got some jingle jangles. The little boy's finding himself a new nest to lay in. Anyways, so the quote that I found that kind of prompted this discussion is true devotion isn't about lavish displays of affection or grand expensive gestures, but a consistent, quiet commitment to one another day after day. That's it. Since our existence in this universe is temporary, our time is the most precious thing we have to give. And so I, I'm, sh I'm sure that writing is in context of a relationship, right? Because like 90% of the time, I feel like that's the conversation that needs to be had in terms of relationships to other humans. Um, but the thing that that actually triggered for me was something that I talk about to people all the time, but just always, you know, this is how it is. This is how it is being a healer. You tell people all of this stuff and then you take none of the advice for yourself. And so the emphasis of that quote on devotion being about small promises, small moments of accountability, of attention, really gave me kind of a, a, at least inspired me to start thinking about like, okay, if I'm feeling so incredibly disconnected from myself, from my spirituality, from everything, how can I use this kind of like proven tool of like ritualizing small things and ritualizing your attention? How can I use this as a way to hopefully reconnect? And so I was thinking of like, okay, well, what, what exactly do I want to focus on reconnecting to? Of course, it was my last answer, but I'm going to say it here first. Myself. That is a big one. Um, reconnecting to myself in this year, in this like dark night of the soul moment. It's way bigger than a moment. I'm using that in like the East Coast way. Like, you know, people on the East Coast say like, it's been like a minute. <laughs> and really what they mean is like a year plus. That's how I feel when I say that. <laughs> um, I am having something that's longer than a moment. It's just a bad time. Um, I feel as if I've had no connection to myself. I know myself, the, the self that I have in my head is like past me um someone who is incredibly competent someone who can hold down a job someone who uh feels really sure of themselves and someone who doesn't 
feel terrified of hurt and someone who hasn't gone through a bunch of rejection and a bunch of pain and a bunch of health issues, right? That's a person that I'm wanting to connect to. But like, it's not that she doesn't exist anymore, but I, that person and me have been through completely different things. My last year has been life changing. And I mean that in the like brutal term of like, you know, things changed and will not go back to where they were. Even if I wanted them to, I don't think it would be possible. And even if it looks mirror, the exact mirror of my past self, it would not be the same because I have, I now have these experiences within me, right? So the connection that I'm seeking, I think, is to myself here, now, where I am. And of course, that automatically makes me be like, oh, God, fuck this, because I hate right now. <laughs> I hate it. It's uncomfortable. Uh, uncomfortable doesn't even, it, it's, it's almost unidentifiable. Every day I wake up and I say to myself, how did I get here? <laughs> and I know that's, um, I know that's like an ego moment. That's me not wanting to be present which like is a trauma response i'm not trying to discount my own experience of like times are bad like we can honor that um but it is leading to anguish in my body because i'm not accepting the fact that i am standing here how did i get here i walked here <laughs> like i walked here emotionally physically i made i helped and participated in every decision that was needed to get me here and I did so out of survival and so that's the reality so wrap back in um this idea of small devotions of small rituals and moments of attention to myself that needs to be the first one that I that I want to do is what can I do daily to pay myself that attention and to ritualize that devotion to myself. And so I think last night was like a good little example. Um, I, so I've drank coffee for a very long time. I worked in the coffee industry. I love coffee a lot. I love the ritual of coffee. I, that was the thing that I loved the most about working in the coffee industry is that I was a part of everyone's mornings and it was such a beautiful space to hold. Um, because of my health issues, I had to stop drinking coffee because it was, um, making my anxiety go through the roof. I mean, like, so bad. Um, like psychotic break bad. It was just not good. Um, and then also it basically was just like killing my stomach. So I had to go off of coffee and tea is not the same to me, unfortunately. I like tea. I'm a tea drinker, but I drink them in tandem with each other so it doesn't really replace it. And I try to do all of the stuff about like, okay, well, I know it's about ritual. So like, how can I maintain this ritual while still um, not drinking coffee? And it just did not work for the longest time. <laughs> it just made me grumpy and I missed it and whatever. So now where I am with my health and stuff, I have been drinking decaf coffee, but I've been making cold brew. Why this matters is because cold brew is low in acidity, because it's not introduced to heat. That's, you know, that's whatevs. So I have a better time with cold brew. However, cold brew takes at least 12 hours to steep. 
And so last night, um, I was in bed, uh, I was watching my partner, uh, play a video game that was really good actually. And, uh, I realized it was 11 PM and I was like, fuck, I have not made cold brew for tomorrow. And so I had to take a moment and be like, all right, do I then drink hot coffee and then mess my stomach up? and deal with it or do I go and like drive and spend the five dollars on cold brew at a coffee shop so I got up I went downstairs and I took the two minutes to grind my coffee and make cold brew for myself that was a devotional practice um and like me saying it out loud now definitely like it didn't feel like it at the time but it it me verbalizing it now makes it you know connects it to the fact that it was a gift to my future self like here you are and so i do appreciate the fact that i have cold brew to drink today and i'm going to drink all of it damn it (laughs) it's gonna be amazing um and so that is an active devotion to myself um another thing that's really difficult i think for me um to do but I always feel better when I do it is reading um regular reading so I go through phases of consuming media where I basically like I think it's it's a marker I think for ADHD which is a conversation we'll get to another time another place another whatever but I either read seven books in two weeks or I read nothing (laughs) Um, And so I'm trying to find an equalizer moment and I'm trying to read preferably nonfiction uh, every day because it makes me feel good. I'm not touching my phone. Um, I'm learning something and it makes me ground down into like who I am. Because one thing, if I have, I have a very short list of things that are part of my identity that are like rock solid. And one of them is reader. (laughs) I read, I read a lot. So that is an act of devotion to myself. Um, Another way that I want to take this as well is um, participating in acts of devotion with my partner. You know, sadly, one of the big things that happens in Dark Nights of the Soul is you become disconnected from everyone around you too. And unfortunately, they've been subject to that. I feel like sometimes I'm talking to them while I'm in space and they're (laughs) they're on Earth. Um, and so like moments of connection with the two of us, whether it's like once a week or every day of just a moment of presence and a moments of like moment of like, here, let me do this for you. My attention is on you. I think that's something that I really want to focus on at least like this week, but in the next coming time. But then lastly, I think I, I, the first thing I thought about when I when I wanted to talk about devotion and everything was about deities and, you know, radio silence and <laughs> worship and stuff. And so, like, for a little bit of background, uh, my worship practice is largely rooted in Norse mythology um, and Norse practice. However, I also have a really big connection with the Greek pantheon um, and Greek gods and goddesses. Uh, Greek gods and goddesses are actually the ones that came to me first. 
Um, and I have a very like familial, well, I guess I have a familial connection to both, but they feel really familial to me. Yeah, that's my background. I work specifically with Odin. I work with Hades. Um, and then a lot of other deities pop in and out as they see fit, which is fun, but also sometimes stressful. So my two big ones being Odin and uh, Hades, they've actually been the most silent. And I mean, that's something that's familiar to me. I don't get coddled by my deities. I'm not a coddling person, so why would my deities coddle me, you know? Or be, like, very soft and squishy. They're the kind of people that, like, very stoic father figure of, like, pat on the back saying, good job, kid, and then not hearing another, like, (laughs) nice thing for, like, a year. (laughs) Which I'm working on. I'm working on it. They speak to me in the language that I speak, so, like, that's a reflection, and I accept it. So, they've been really quiet. However, Freya has stepped forward, um, especially as I've been dealing with, like, heartbreak and grief and um, the falling of everything that made me feel good and alive. Um, she has really been stepped in, stepping in as this very, like, mother figure. Uh, I had a moment that was, like, a really rough day. And, um, I don't physically see beings. Like, that's not my type of, uh, divination. However, I can, like, I guess in my mind's eye see when things happen. That sounds like a silly way to explain it, but whatever. Um, I remember I was laying in bed, and I just was in bed for a long period of time a couple months ago, and Freya literally sat on my- on the bed next to me. Um, almost as if, like, she was a mom sitting at the bed watching, like, her kid sleep, her kid being me. Um, and she just sat there for, like, an hour while I laid there. And so she's been really present. I see hawks all the time, which is one of her, like, one of her creatures. For me, at least. Um, and so it feels like there is a communication there that I am both wanting and needing. So, in terms of devotion and stuff, she is someone that I kind of want to pivot my focus to. I keep, like, wanting to, like, bang down the doors of Odin and Hades because, like, I, they're my people. I, I adore them. They're comforting to me and, and I understand them and I, I understand that type of love, as I said. Like, the very stoic, closed, closed-jawed love, you know? Um, I don't really understand maternal, sweet, patient love. And that seems to be what Freya is offering right now. And so, of course, like, I don't really want to go to what's new. I want to go to what's familiar. However, what's familiar is very quiet. And I don't necessarily want to go for quiet. I need, I need help. So that's something that I really want to focus on this week. As for what I'm going to do, I'm not exactly sure yet. Um, my altar that I have that I'm sitting at now doesn't really feel like it wants to be a shrine in that, like, to have... Oops. Sorry, I'm pivoting. Um, it doesn't want to be a shrine in that it doesn't necessarily... I don't want to have, like, an altar with, like, Freya statue on it um, with, like, a bunch of candles and offerings and stuff. So. I'm not exactly sure what that devotion is going to look like. 
I am working in my garden recently, and my magic has always been really tactile. And so I maybe can trust that, like, maybe, like, maybe I can plant flowers specifically for her and then tend to those. Or, like, our backyard is full of birds. Full of birds. It's kind of insane. I've been tempted to get a bird book and be one of those people to be like, oh, well, that's this type of bird. And, you know, we have grackles everywhere. And they, like, I love their their crack of a, of a chirp. It's so weird. Um, so I think also it's just saying hello to all of them. Like, she's very bird heavy to me. So I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. But for her and for that connection and for spirituality, I think it might be a daily thing. Um, or at least I want it to be a daily thing. So to kind of pivot this into a, like lesson style, since I have the my wits about me and I feel like I can, like this is typically uh, the way I was taught from my mentors and, and from my experience is like, this is how you start working with your spirituality. Um, whether you're just beginning, whether you are lost in the sauce like I am, but um, you start by just having small conversations. Maybe you're wanting to connect with a loved one that's passed away. You start by thinking of them every day. When you see, like, you can choose a certain symbol or a certain moment or a certain time of day or a certain thing that happens. Um, and you can almost, like, devote that thing to your, your person. And so, like, maybe you really love watching the sunset. And you try and take a moment every single day to watch the sunset. And every day you do that, you think of your grandmother or your father or even your, like, a loved one who's still alive. Like, or maybe a partner that just doesn't live with you right now. Um, or yourself. Like, it doesn't need to be this external source. But every day when you go and watch the sunset, that is a moment of devotion that you take for yourself or you're committed, you're you've committed your attention to something in particular. And as long, if you stay open and you stay aware and you keep kind of putting in that time and attention, um, you'll find that you'll start to kind of get moments back. You might hear a thought in your head and you think it's your thought, but it seems like it's coming from a third party. You might like, you might start hearing things or seeing things or feeling things or you just might feel not alone at those moments um it's those moments of connection that'll like start to bring you into communion with the things you're looking for at least that's in my experience so that is a great way to kind of start and it's also where I'm going to start now because I've gotten you know I'm really looking for connection to the things that made me feel human and the things that made me feel alive. And right now I feel like I'm at square one. I feel like I'm at the bottom. And I feel like I can't even access the things that were my anchors previously. And so where we'll start is here. Daily devotions to myself, to my partner, um, and to Freya for right now. And then maybe as time goes on I can open that up, but um, right now that feels good and that feels manageable. Whew, that was a little more articulate than I was expecting, but you know what? I will take it. Thank you all for being here. Um, I really look forward to seeing kind of what this podcast will turn into. I am recording them all 
like I said, as I feel inspired to. Um, and so I am kind of bulk recording them up front as so I can accommodate for mental health stuff, so I can accommodate for weeks where I feel as if I can't speak at all. Um, so it might change as time goes on. I've already been thinking about a title change and stuff, so I don't know. We'll see. But thank you for being here. If you have any questions about what I said or if what I said resonated with you and you want to connect a little bit more about it, I would love to hear from you. If you want to send me an email at lightbringerrituals at gmail.com, um, lightbringerituals specifically, not radio, lightbringerrituals at gmail.com. Uh, lightbringerrituals is also my uh, Instagram t uh, tag, so if you want to check me out there, my work is there, even though it's been a little quiet. But other than that, thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to chatting with you again. Bye.